It is easy for worship leaders to feel alone. There is tremendous pressure on us each week to perform, to lead, and to help direct an amazing experience of worship and connection to God. But it's so overwhelming. There's no place to go to talk through these unique challenges worship leaders face. Welcome to the table. Hey everybody, this is Jason Squires, and welcome to the next episode of The Table. Um, today it's a new month, which means we have a new topic. We're talking about being planning to be gone and planning to be gone for a weekend, having open space in your calendar, and kind of what that looks like uh, in ministry. And today uh, we're joined by two guys from First Christian Church in Napa, California. Um, guys, why don't you go ahead and introduce yourselves? I'm Alan Galloway. I am the senior pastor of FCC Napa. And I'm Justin Miller. I'm the senior associate pastor at First Christian of Napa. I'm so excited for this today, guys. You um, tell us, um, start with you, Ellen. Tell us a little bit more about you and just, I mean, your ministry and kind of like uh, you're the senior pastor there, but like, what's, tell us a little bit more about you. Yeah. Yeah. Thanks again for the offer uh, to be a part of the podcast. Um, Yep. So I've been the senior pastor for, I think I said in a sermon recently, 13 years ago. And so I hope that was right. Um, but I've been on staff for over 20 plus years and I was a member in the church, uh, just attending, uh, decided to come on staff for a short window of time. And all of a sudden, 22 years later, uh, I'm an acting senior pastor, but I'm born and raised in Napa, did not grow up in the church. So I don't have that frame, but, uh, came to faith as a college freshman, uh, and, uh, yeah, no turning back. Oh, amazing. Amazing. What about you, Justin? Uh, when I first came to Napa, that was, I'm actually getting ready to complete 20 years here at Napa. Um, I started as the uh, worship guy and a few years ago uh, became the senior associate pastor and took on some additional responsibilities. Uh, grew up in, in Louisville, Kentucky. I've got a, a great family and and uh, got two two boys, uh, 21, 18, and uh, my wife of 25 plus years. It's pretty crazy. Ah, it's so good. So good. Now, so today's conversation we're going to talk about is just, I mentioned at the beginning about taking some time off and planning time off. And I know um, how you guys, Alan, you guys have built this into your staff, built this into the DNA of your, of your staff. And it's not just like, Hey, you're allotted two weeks vacation as part of your, as part of your, you know, your, your contract with the church or whatever, but talk about your solitude day. Um, and why, why is that something you've built into the DNA of your, 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 your uh, calendar? Yeah, great question. Uh, so the solitude day is probably one aspect of what we're trying to do with this topic of, uh, taking time off and finding time for rest. Um, I would say it started, um, for me, out of maybe personal need, um, I think we all recognize in full-time ministry, you can easily burn out. And so I felt that there were some significant changes in me internally um, just prior to the COVID pandemic. And um, I just, that sense of hustle and running hard and fast and changes, I just had to get away and be with Jesus. So it kind of started um, for me in that it's, um, been incorporated into our regular rhythm. And so we have some other things uh, like just taking time for uh, silence, 
on a daily basis, uh, honoring the Sabbath. Uh, all of the staff, or just about all of them, work on Sunday. So where do we find that time for Sabbath? So the solitude day is just one aspect. And uh, we just integrated that in to our rhythm. I forget how many. It's once a month. Um, the last uh, Tuesday of the month, which is typically a staff meeting. So we all do it on the same day. And that makes uh, for, I think, great calendaring um, and kind of in some ways forcing us all into it. And uh, Justin, how, do, how has that helped you and in your like and your kind of like knowing that's coming in your in your, in your, in your work week? Like, how has that how has that helped you? Uh, it's been uh, helpful in just so many different ways, uh, both personally, just um, getting charged up, uh, you know, being in, in God's presence at, for an extended period of time and just enjoying uh, God's presence. I would probably categorize it as um, the way how it's helped, like the ministry is uh I've had seasons in my life where I've led on empty uh, and that's not good for me. Uh, it's not good for my family. It's not good for the teams that we lead. Um, and so taking time for these solitude days has helped me uh, lead place, lead from a place of a full cup um, and just uh, think about too, how Jesus modeled that for us. Right. You know, there's these crowds coming, coming and wanting to be ministered to Um but uh, he sometimes would step away and say, I've got to get alone with God. Yeah. I, I love it. What now, Alan, do you, do you direct, like you mentioned that the solitude day is just a portion of it, but do you kind of direct the day and, and give them, give your like staff like prompts to do, to, to do, or is it just go kind of like monitor yourself and be by yourself and, and do that? Yeah. So um, great question. Um, I try to give a little bit more freedom, uh, free form, if you will, to uh, each staff to inquire, okay, God, what this month, what am I uh, doing? And I give just simple direction, essentially this, between nine and three on that given Tuesday, uh, unplug, turn off notifications, um, get into a quiet solitude place where uh, you're not going to be interrupted. Um, and just spend time with the Lord. Uh, in fact, I just set up my hammock in the backyard. So come next week, yeah. uh, there'll be a little bit of time spent there as I just kind of rest and um, read and just hang out with the Lord and then until the family starts to want to bug me and then I'll go someplace else. <laughs> now, is that between two trees or is it like a... I mean, oh, it's actually the full. It was a Father's Day gift a few years ago. And so it's the frame and the frame and everything. together. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I always get nervous in hammocks that I'm going to do the flip over. And once you get in, there's, you got you to gotta be comfortable getting out. There's not, a, That's right. there's not like an easy way out. You're either going to fall out or you got to make sure you take yeah. care of that. Yeah. <laughs> That's awesome. That's awesome. Now, a lot of churches, I, I mean, I know, and we've all been in these situations, they work with the, they kind of work with the, how much work can I get out of you for the least amount of money mentality? Uh, and I'm just going to put it in very crass terms. That's a very, you know, simplified way of saying that. Um, but how has rest and silence and solitude helped the chemistry and productivity as, as a staff? I mean, since you guys have kind of done this, what is what would you guys say has been kind of the benefits for you as a team? You know, I, 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 let me speak first to the chemistry uh, part of that question. 
Uh, one of the things that I that I love is that everybody is on an equal playing field with this. It's not just our pastoral staff, it's uh, our directorial staff and even our support staff, our part-timers um, have a paid solitude day once a month with us. And so um, I love that everybody's on the same, you know, level playing field in that regard, as well as um, that investment in them. Um, it, that, it just speaks a great value to them. So I think that that's a huge thing. Um, we were talking about this at our leadership meeting uh, just this week. And one of the staffers uh, mentioned that it becomes their, their favorite day of the week or the month that they look forward to the most and how life-giving and how filling it is for them. Love it. Yeah, I get it. You know, being this, in the senior role, the tension of, you know, the compelling mission, uh, mission of Christ and the vision of the local church and how to accomplish, um, you know, so much, this grand thing. Uh, but at the same time, that dark side of leadership where Justin mentioned earlier is leading from an empty place and, um, that, you know, that catches up. And so this is, I look at it from my vantage point as um, leadership development. I mean, taking time to pour in, almost beginning from uh, kind of a Sabbath perspective. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and have you have you noticed have you noticed as a team that people are operating better, or have you noticed? Because I mean, you've been there with when, when it wasn't when it wasn't implemented, and now that it is, do you see do you see a difference in that? Yeah, excellent question. Um, from my vantage point, I definitely see a great chemistry, I think a harmony, a peace amongst us, uh, at least for me personally. Um, I would, you know, really be honest, I would say back five, six years ago, there were a lot of red flags for us as a staff. Uh, we had some outside um, eyes looking in on us, and they actually addressed a few things, not directly related to what we're talking about, but just red flags, and these things catch up on you. And uh, some unhealthiness. And so I really took that to heart as the senior leader and saying, um, I have to own that, um, not just the way I live and model it, but um, in care for uh, some people like I love and uh, care about. Yeah. Now, let's talk about each. Um, well, before I get to the next question, I'm going to add a question here. Um, how does this, how does this involve volunteers? Do you guys do, do volunteers I mean, you got volunteers that are volunteering every weekend and, or do you guys implement some of these things or is it, or is that just on the staff side or is this kind of been, has this kind of seen itself into volunteers where we're going, you know, I don't want you serving every week. I don't want you serving on, uh, on, a, on a weekly basis because part of it is coming to church is just being yourself as well. But do you guys, do you guys see that? Yeah, I, I would say for, for a long period of time, uh, we as church staff have, have tried to, um, you know, create um, expectations and, and um, create space for, 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 you know, so there is no lack of burnout there. Um, you know, people sign up and they know that they're committing to a year. They know uh, that they're committing to, you know, a month on, a month off, or, you know, once a month, you know, twice a month. It, you know, all of that is kind of agreed upon between the leaders and uh, those that are volunteering. Um, we also have, um, you know, this is also, I think, a, an expression of 
for us a new way of looking at discipleship in general. And uh, we have these microgroups um, where we, we each year spend a year together and, and um, you know, discipling um, people. And this topic and Sabbath rest and, and, and all that is all a part of that discipleship process. So yeah, it is something that um, we um, are trying to uh, invest in and pour into the mindset of our congregation. Uh, I would say we're kind of on the beginning stages of that. Okay. Okay. Alan, you have some thoughts on that one too? Uh, yeah. I, Justin said it well. I think we've had a rhythm for a number of years of um, trying not to pe- put somebody in a position where every week they have to be on. Um, and so that's, I even before the staff uh, have tried to integrate, tried to integrate that in uh, volunteer teams. And I find with people today, um, most of them uh, have no problem saying, Hey, I can't be on here. I have this event, that event. Uh, if anything for us, it's trying to get people to sign up and serve a month or for, uh, every other month. Yeah. Um, yeah, no, it's a, it's a true statement that, I mean, it's one of those things where it's like you, every week Sunday happens. And so, so you gotta go like the, 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 the train has to keep moving. But at the same time, yeah. it's like the train has to be healthy while it keeps moving or it's going to break down. Uh, now, Alan, can you talk to the lead pastor who has thought about this or hasn't, hasn't thought about this um, or maybe has just thought about it but hasn't implemented it yet? Like, what, what would you say to them um, like in, in this role going, hey, I, you know, if you're just thinking about it or you, you have thought about it, here are some thoughts to add to that. Yeah. Um, uh, so for, for a couple thoughts that come to mind for the first person who has not really thought about it. Um, I would you know, just kind of consider the core, this a part of the core of your leadership development for your staff. Uh, I said that just a few minutes ago is, you know, coming from a place of being refreshed, um, uh, rested, that idea of Sabbath. Um, I, I would start there, look at that from that perspective, what your own personal feeling is and how you are personally addressing that in your own life. Start there. You know, how am I leading and what's going on? How do I begin? And then start to develop a plan with staff from that place. Um, in conversations with staff is always, I think, beneficial. Um, I would recommend if it's new and a new concept, a uh, few different things that have been uh, really helpful. John Mark Comer's book, Ruthless Elimination of Hurry. Uh, can't recommend that enough. This is it's a major issue, um, I think, for for all people, but definitely ministry leaders. And then anything by Peter and uh, Jerry Scazzaro, um, the Emotionally Healthy series, that really has become um, integrated into our culture here. And in fact, I'm in a master class next month with Peter uh, on this very topic and excited and just continue to unpack the principles about it. Love it. Love it. How have you guys, um, so this is, we're talking about the solitude day and kind of rest. That's the work week look at it. What are you guys, like on weekends and Sunday morning, um, are you also saying like, you know, you need to take Sunday, Sundays off and not be at church? Kind of, is, is that built into the, into the, um, into kind of your rhythm as well? Or is that kind of take, or rem- like taking place on that day of solitude and rest on the work week? Are you guys... What does the weekend side of it look like? Yeah, so Justin, definitely speaking here, but we kind of have set a rhythm for our entire staff. 
we start on Sunday, first day of the week, and that is a work day. Obviously, take time off, vacations, uh, integrate that. We try to do some pre-planning uh, ahead of that, and covering the bases, if you will. And then we go from Sunday through Thursday. So Friday and Saturday are typically days off. Events come up, emergencies come up. But just for a regular rhythm, we try to do that um, and give a lot of freedom uh, for people and how they manage their schedule that way. So it's a little different. But when it comes to a Sunday, um, yeah, staff are typically working. Um, it's a work day. So you got to find another time to, quote, Sabbath rest. And I think for most of us, that ends up being Friday. I always find it interesting when it's the only job in ministry where people say, what is your day off? Like, it's never like, what is your weekend? In ministry, they always, it's always singular. Like, hey, yeah. pastor, what is your day off? You're like, why do I have to work six days? And everybody yeah. else gets to work five. Like, I don't understand why. Well, Sunday's not a work day. Well, actually, Sunday's a work day. And, but yeah, Justin, what are your thoughts? Yeah, I, I would say that, I mean, I've, like I said, I've been here 20 years. And for all 20 years, that has not been the mindset of FCC. Um, we have two, you know, full days off. Um, and typically, as Alan says, that is um, Friday and Saturday. And then he's our, he's built it into our um, job descriptions that it's expected that we are uh, spending time with the Lord each day. Um, that we, we have a, you know, the phrase we uh, uh, be with before we do for. Uh, that's a big part of our culture is we want to be with God before we do for God. And uh, that's true too. Even in the even in the job description, it lists about taking a, a, a Sabbath day each week. And so uh, uh, Alan doesn't dictate what day that should be for us, but I think he and I kind of share the the, the same uh, time, which is Friday at six p.m. till Saturday at six p.m. And uh, but for different staffers, it's at different times. It, we you know what works best for them and for their families. And their situation. And I would say too that uh, Alan, the elders, FCC leadership uh, has been very generous with uh, PTO, paid time off. Um, so, and I, I, there's been years where um, maybe I wasn't using it and it was always, always pushed uh, by the elders, use your time off. Uh, we want you to take that rest and we want you to have those times with your family. So, this goes back to culture. I think that's when you're saying you're talking about productivity, but I would say the biggest impact that this has is on our culture. Uh, uh, at the time of this recording, it's game five for the Warriors. Uh, the, the Warriors have an amazing amount of success because of their culture. And so I think that's what the greatest impact is upon having Sabbath and Solitude Day built into our job descriptions is it creates a healthy culture. I love that. I, I mean, coming right now out of out of kind of this COVID experience and pandemic life and uh, getting back into a regular rhythm, I think a lot of people reassumed a lot of things trying to get back to a normal culture or normal life pre-pandemic, quickly realizing I can't do everything that I used to do or I shouldn't do everything that I used to do. And um, I've been in many conversations recently with uh, uh, leaders and uh, worship leaders and lead pastors that are just saying like, gosh, I am so burned. Like I am so empty. And like you mentioned a minute ago, running from a place of empty and running from an empty cup, it just, you can't, it, nothing comes out when you pour out of an empty cup. And so if your culture says, keep running, like 
change your culture. Like, I mean, and look at step one. So I love that. I love that you guys, um, I love that it's part of your, uh, you know, the reason I wanted you guys on today is that I love that it's part of your um, life as a church and it's like built into your day and your built into your um, each moment of what you're doing. And it's very intentional to say, this is, uh, we're going to take time off. We're going to rest because you can't keep running. Like you can't, uh, humans are not meant to have all of that time to just continually work and continually, um, uh, continually to not have any time to fill yourself up. So I love that. That's you guys excellent have any point. Other, yeah. You guys have any other thoughts on that, on the kind of the broad, broad topics? No, I think that's just what you're saying is great. I was just taking note of it that, you know, we act like, um, we're robots and we can be unlimited and that's just not true. We're not, we're not made that way. We're not designed that way. There are limits. God's limitless. We have limits and uh, recognizing. I think as leaders, sometimes we have a hard time. We, uh, we live in denial of that for a while. And then unfortunately, sometimes we crash and that could be uh, devastating. Yeah. Awesome. Well, this podcast is called The Table. Um, we call it The Table for a reason. Uh, the Table is a place where conversation happens. Um, and the best way conversation happens is around good food. I mean, we're on Zoom. It's kind of hard to eat over Zoom. But, uh, I mean, no, it's kind of hard to do that. But, like, I'll start with you, Alan. If I was coming over to your house for dinner, what is on the table? Like, what are you guys, what is, like, your go-to meal or, like, something that you love doing when people are coming? Well, that's a great question. Uh, I guess it would depend on who's cooking. If my wife happens to be cooking, we're leading off with dessert something that is home-baked sweets <laughs> and goes with ice cream, which, uh, yeah, that would definitely be her. If it's me, we're grilling, probably ribeyes. Um, if my boys are around, they're of Korean descent, and so it may be something Asian, uh, maybe even sushi. Oh, man. <laughs> I want to come to that meal. <laughs> ribeyes with sushi and, 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 and dessert to start off with. That sounds like it is the we best. just wrap the whole thing into one big That's meal. Right. That sounds, that sounds fantastic. What about you, Justin? Uh, if you came over to my house, uh, it would depend on, uh, of course, whether I'm on plan or off plan first. Of <laughs> <laughs> uh, but, uh, if, we're, if we're off plan and, uh, it's winter time and you're, 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 uh, feeling adventurous, I'd probably cook you a Kentucky hot brown and a derby pie, <laughs> Brussels sprouts with bacon. I'm going to uh, be honest. I have no idea what you just said. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I am a West Coast born human. I don't even know what can you explain what you just said? I don't a Kentucky yeah. hot brown uh is kind of a, a Louisville, Kentucky tradition. Um it's it starts with a big thick uh piece of toast and you've got sauteed mushrooms and tomatoes and turkey and this um, kind of cheese sauce that you pour over it with two crisp pieces of bacon on top. I, I want to come to your house off off plan. <laughs> off, off. What, and what was the second thing you said? And you said, oh, a derby pie. That's yeah. another Louisville, a Louisville Kentucky tradition. Uh, basically, I think the best way to say it, it's a very chocolatey pecan pie. It's uh, it's but it's more walnuts. It's it's good. It's ooey gooey deliciousness. It oh, is good. Oh man, this needs to, that needs to happen whenever we're just gonna have we're gonna have the. Sushi and ribeyes with with the with whatever you just said. There I love it. This is 
This is so good. I, I love asking that question at the end at the, on these podcasts because you get a wide variety of, of food and uh, a wide breadth of uh, experiences. I've gone everything from what just happened to uh, uh, last week or a couple weeks ago, our, our person on our podcast, he said, he's like, cereal, cereal. You'd come <laughs> over our house. And uh, I, have, I have closets or drawers full of cereal, every kind of cereal you want, and the breakfast cereal, dessert cereal, like meal cereal. I was like, I didn't know there was options, but I would rather have, I'd rather have the Kentucky nice. Hot Bread, whatever, whatever. I'm still salivating with the idea of the toast and, the, and the, all the cheese sauce and bacon, and you can't go wrong with that. You can't go wrong with that. Uh, you guys are awesome. Hey, um, how can we connect with you? How can, what are some ways, uh, social media, kind of church website, what are some ways we can connect with, uh, with, with, with you guys? Our website is uh, fccnapa.org. Uh, so that's the best way to get, a, you know, come to us. We also um, are on Facebook, uh, YouTube, and uh, Instagram uh, as a church congregation. Awesome. I'm on uh uh, Facebook and Instagram personally. Um, and of course, if you want to speak directly to me, uh, you can reach out to me uh, through my email at justin at fccnapa.org. Awesome. Yeah, uh, Justin's right. I think fccnapa.org, reaching out to any of our staff, uh, happy to help. I'm very old school. I'm on social media, but I'm hardly ever on it. You know what I mean? I love yeah. to sit across the table, a uh, cup of coffee in person. Ah, so good. So good. Hey, you guys, thanks again for hanging out today. I, pre I really appreciate this, uh, having this conversation and just kind of sharing this. My hope is that this conversation spurs people on to look at their culture and look at their, uh, the, what they're doing and make sure that, you know, we are constantly taking care of the people around us and uh, making sure that we're all, we're all living our best life and living our healthy life and uh, uh, not, not working ourselves too much. <laughs> so you know so anyway awesome thanks guys hey thank you thank you thanks for having us